If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. I'm joined by Cam and Josh from the Cave Collectibles. And we were mid-reading, well, Cam was mid-reading a news article. No, I wasn't. Yes, I you were. Everything there's to know about Project Umbreon. Uh, <laughs> Prior to us starting this podcast, I did my research on the topics that are going to be discussed. Now, Brandon, I heard you had some discussion points to to talk here about Project Umbreon. E- so, oh, you ruined it. Yeah, my God. All right. So, <laughs> reading the article out loud on the podcast. That's what I do. Right, Come on. So people want to hear it. <laughs> it was in Halton region. The police executed search warrants, okay, in February of 2023. And investigators identified the suspects who was believed to be responsible for these several, several commercial break-ins. Several. Not just one. <laughs> not just a few. The word several was used. Okay, now let's get right into this. A search warrant was also executed on a vehicle belonging to don't don't it, a female, okay? And are you sure about that? It, yeah, they said they connected said. to one of the suspects. It wasn't the female was the suspect. The female who owned the vehicle was connected to one of the suspects. Let's get that straight. The female didn't do the burglar rings. This is the best improv I've ever heard. So now, as a result of the search warrants, investigators seized a large quantity of collectible items stolen during recent break and enters. Recent break and enters being as of recently. Now, that's February of 2023. They said it was Project Umbreon. We don't know why, but people are getting like 32 counts of Stony Creek. And, oh wait, never mind. 32-year-old of Stony Creek have <laughs> <laughs> been charged. Break and enter, disguised with intent. He tried to go in looking like Pikachu. He came out looking like Jesse and James. Trafficking in, pro- in uh, property obtained by crime. Uh, possession of break and enter instruments. It means he had something to break the door open or whatever. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, you could have a crowbar in your trunk, and that could be considered breaking and entering tools. Now listen, these these Team Rocket goons here, these Yelgruns, these these what's the, other, what's the other Gruns? There's so many. These they shouldn't have been granted it, but they got it. They got custody pending bail with C- a hearing. Custody? Wait, custody? They got custody? Custody of what? Did they get to keep the collectibles? <laughs> Listen, they got away with a lot of pokies. Possession of property obtained by crime over five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was four hundred thousand dollars, roughly worth of stuff that these guys stole. That's insane. 
and possession of controlled substance. And don't even, you don't need to wonder, they put it right in the article. <laughs> crack cocaine. Don't do crack, boys and girls. Do weed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But only if you're in Ontario or... They also got <laughs> one named Sarah Skirch, 32, of Hamilton, and they were charged with possession of property obtained by crime over 5,000. Now, was released on undertaking. <laughs> Anyone with information regarding this investigation is asked to contact District Criminal Investigation Bureau. Bureau. Okay. Okay, yeah. Tips can also be submitted anonymously to Crime Stoppers. Uh, but just ask classified about that. <laughs> now, um, we, we talked a little bit off podcast here about what would happen in... And say your scenario, let's say you were one of these unfortunate stores that got broken into. Someone scaled the multiple stairs to get down to the cave collectibles and uh, ransacked everything. And all they left was just Pikachu's body. They took his head and uh... <laughs> his head's attached to his body. Not anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> no. They, oh, no. they left a message. OK. <laughs> now, a lot of people were saying. Ah, hell, man, no worries. Insurance covers it. That's what you pay insurance for, right? You know, we pay house insurance. Somebody slips and falls on your property. Well, there's, you know, a couple million dollars set aside in your insurance and no harm, no foul. Except for a little bit of court costs and this and that. But whatever, you know, do a little bit of paperwork. Sure, you've got the booster box missing from yourself. But, dude, you got thousands of dollars now from insurance. You can just buy a new one. But... It's not quite as simple, right, Cam? I mean, as a store owner yourself, what would happen if it was a just a small theft or be a large theft? Not every store is the same as far as when it goes to a insurance claim. Some insurance companies just give you nothing, I guess, and some of them may or may not cover things. But as a collectible or as a, a theft of collectibles, how does this affect a standard claim then? Well, you see, Brandon, the way it works on one of the stolen claim items is one is insured for certain items, one is not insured for other items. Having a collection insured for retail purposes is typically not something insurance companies will do. Now, that is in regard to vintage collections and things of that nature, one would say, like old product. It's very difficult to have old product or out-of-box product you know uh, these new items are pretty easily insurable as far as product goes in a retail environment but rest assured you try to get a insurance company to insure some old comic books or or old you know Pokemon cards or, or sports cards that are being sold as single mm, cards okay. now outside of their package right uh, good luck insurance companies they don't really like to insure that sort of thing uh, so it's almost uh, a risk in a way for for you know a lot of collectible stores to have a lot of older or vintage items um, but you know you keep up a good security system and, and that sort of thing and you just you operate at the best of your ability you, you do get the insurance on the new product and you get 
as much in, like you know retail insurance as far as liability goes if someone trips and falls in your store of course of course you always have that that sort oh, yeah. of insurance but as far as insuring like old products and stuff i've you know contacted several insurance companies and a lot of them don't want to do it they don't they're not able to evaluate the collections themselves they don't want to take they the don't run have a, they don't have a team to do it right um yeah so it just seems to be that way uh speak to other you know companies that operate collectible stores and they'll probably tell you the same thing you can get insurance for a lot of things but when it comes to old product and out-of-box collections that you're, you're you know reselling a lot of them just kind of shake their head at that. Yeah. And of course, uh, the little Eevee trainer here has joined us in the Poke Cave. Don't know why. This is a man's group. Man's podcast. What's going on, Lily? What can I do you for? Nothing. She's just a audience member. Apparently, we have live audiences now for this podcast. It's Josh's role in this podcast. I haven't heard one peep out of this guy's mouth over here. Let's put this microphone. We got to swivel over here. We'll get the uh, the Pokey Vlog Cave going one time up in here with <laughs> cameras. But listen, that uh, performance with the accent. What you should be in movies, man. That was good. Voice and no performance was necessary there. That's very so on occasion. Very real tough. You have a nice accent, eh? But uh, but yeah. As far as uh, getting insurance, like, is that really what, like, what you're wondering, I guess, right? Like, yeah, yeah, well. That's let's say you thing. open a box of Pokemon cards or a box of hockey cards. You can't then go and now claim insurance on the individual value of each of those cards. Like, the insurance company is not reevaluating your collection that regularly. Um, maybe they're... It'd be awesome if there was an insurance company that started to do that because I know a lot of collectible stores do open product to have individual cards to sell in that way. Now, when they choose to do that, those individual cards are not insured. Mm. Um, that's just the way it, the way it goes right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing that uh, I guess as a store owner, you know, you, you want to, you want to have the new brand new spanking shiny stuff and i guess you know obviously that's easy to insure because it's retail market price you know 200 bucks whatever An insurance company will give you 200 bucks if that goes missing uh but of course you know we all want the the shadowless charizard or whatever psa 10 in storefronts but i guess obviously like you mentioned a insurance company is going to back off and go oh well buddy i mean you know you can say possibly say okay you know i want to insure uh a million dollars as worth of content or or, or product in my store yeah. and have a monetary insurance value i guess as soon as you tell them that it's in a store they're not going to want to insure it Right. They'll insure like a per personal private collection but they're going to want to know where you're keeping it yep. how it's being stored they're insuring like a million dollar card. That's the way it's going to go. They're not going to want to know it's in a store available for resale mm -hmm. and they're insuring it while it's in that store. So like in the public, like, you know, ready to be kind of like stolen in a, in a sense, like they're not, 
insurance companies, yeah, they don't want to take on that liability. And actually, you mentioned, you know, um, personally uh, covering your collectibles at home. Um, as a as a homeowner, I personally actually had to go through that. Um, you know, as you two have seen, I have a pretty decent collection of of stuff divided up between two rooms. Uh, it was a nightmare to ensure the recording studio um, because it's classified as unsecure um, due to the fact that, you know, yes, the house has a security system. Yes, the man cave room has a vast uh, security system and hidden cameras and this and that. But the recording studio is off of another room where theoretically you can't access a room through normal means. In order to access that room, you would have to go through an area of the home that is secured. However, because that particular room that I built is now no longer itself secured, it was a hassle to ensure that uh, only for, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment that's in it uh, and, you know, drywall and everything. Um, eventually, I did get insurance, but I mean, I had to jump through a lot of hoops and uh, boy, I mean, the insurance company really likes to spank you. Uh, you know, they're, uh, if they know how to, how to gouge you, they know. But, um, moving on, we, I just want to quickly touch bases on a couple of things that happened at Play Pokemon Regionals. One of which happened at Vancouver. Another one happened at Charlotte. Um, so obviously two different markets, one being Can uh, Canada and one being US. However, under the same policy, they were both classified under the inclusive policy is what they classified it as for uh, play Pokemon. Two different situations, both individuals banned. Now, the judge in the Vancouver one is banned for life. He will never, ever step foot in another play Pokemon tournament, whether it's a store or regionals, apparently. This child, and I mean child, he was 14, I think, from the story, he has been disqualified, so not as bad as banned, but what kind of repercussions does that have going down the road? Uh, obviously, he lost a substantial amount of points that he would have needed to get to Worlds. Uh, he lost out on a medal, whether it be bronze, silver, or gold, um, because he was he was up on the stream deck. Like he was he he was as far as as high as he could go in regionals, essentially, and it all went away because he had a nervous chuckle when they asked him something, uh, which did they take it too far? Possibly. But I, I kind of understand where they're coming from when you look at this article. Um, but first, the judge. So according to what happened here, I'm just looking at uh, see if I can actually get the point form here. Uh, uh, when you're looking there, I was going to say uh, there's a lot of different insurance coverages out there. It's just um, the type of collectible stores that we're talking about as far as cards and things like that. That's where the coverage is really hard to come across. But uh, I was looking and things like, like antique cars or, you know, higher end collectibles, they, they are insured. They have to be insured. But when they're being like for resale that's when it's a different form of insurance and like as far as 
collectible cards go, there isn't right. an insurance for that right now. Okay. There is for personal insurance of, mm-hmm. of your card collection, but like retail of single cards, no one, no insurance company is coming to appraise it for resale value. That's mm. kind of the problem. So going into the um, the judge who got banned here, um, I found the the part of the news story here that, and I'll just kind of go over what what exactly he said to these women. Um, so this judge, I'm not even going to say his name anymore. The guy's a POS. Uh, he approached a group of of girls for a photo during the tournament on March 12th and later accosted uh, them to dinner. Uh, he allegedly started off asking about trans inclusiveness when uh, when taking a photo together at the competition. But the interaction, according to Barbara, uh, the competitor who shared her team's story, devolved into telling the individual members why they didn't pass as women. Uh, this included, or it goes on to say, this included how the online trans community is far too unhinged, and so it makes all the trans people look bad. How trans people should wear pronoun pins to events so they don't want to be misgendered. And finally going around one by one to all of us pointing out why we don't pass as women. I mean, kind of a slimy-ass move, in my opinion. Um, he went on to say, it's a good thing I can tell so I can be respectful, he allegedly said. Uh, she also claims that he followed her and her teammates as they left the venue for a restaurant where they were to have dinner following the competition and initial interaction with this judge. Uh, he himself invited himself. It was during the short walk to exit the venue that he mentioned he was kicked out of judging for the weekend. She recounted in her post that he told us some details, but out of respect for the parties involved, I didn't want to speak up to it. Uh, but we got a good idea that the judge was problematic at that point. He kept walking with us, saying he would drink and party with us. She added that he allegedly talked into mixing alcohol with Valium, and he had already taken and an Oxycontin as well. So apparently he was pretty high as well. Uh, but she says that they managed to leave him at the venue without him following. However, she says, nevertheless, he showed up at the team's table half an hour into their meal. Uh, she goes, I remember the restaurant security getting involved. They, uh, The article or the people of, of this article reached out to the judge for a comment but did not receive response by the time of the publication. Uh, one of the members of the team gave the following statement. What did they say? Part of the reason we created Girl Power was to band together to help one another through situations like this. I have never personally experienced anything as direct as this situation in this event, but have experienced lots of casual misogyny while playing competitively. Uh, Girl Power reported the incident to the tournament organizers who permanently removed him since he allegedly had multiple accusations against him. Now, if you have multiple accusations against you, why the heck was he still judging? I mean, as something as problematic as this, now, I, I don't know what the other accusations were, whether they were as severe as this one or not. Bad men. But I don't, in this situation, I don't think there should have been a three striker out. There should have been one strike you're out yeah and are. and we're calling the cops kind of thing not oh okay he's had a few incidents okay you know what buddy enough's enough pack your shit get out um but who said he was unhinged uh the the one team member from the from the the competition i think they should be kicked out as well really i don't like the the term unhinged it's just it just gets me it just gets okay now Mind you, 
<laughs> that would they would have to have been hinged in the first place. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100 percent on this one. Should have been one strike, he's out. Yeah, one strike, you're out, kind of thing. Must not have gotten publicized. I I don't think so. No, right. um, it was probably something they were working on internally, and like while they were investigating, he, you know, made two more boo boos, <laughs> <laughs> or or multiple boo boos. Yeah, maybe maybe more. Maybe it was like a hundred strikes, and now he's out. We really don't yeah. know. He just he just kept swinging for the fence. Yeah, and and. Like they said, he was never hinged. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Maybe? I mean, he did He did mention that he had taken or he had mixed alcohol with drugs and yeah. that he had taken other drugs. Um, was there some kind of mental disorder involved? Possibly. I mean, it's a uh, it's yeah. one thing for us to assume. Like, I just don't think he was ever hinged to begin with. Yeah, yeah. it seems something of that nature. Yeah, some something like it just he wasn't playing with the full deck to begin with, kind of thing. Um, I I mean, it's it's disappointing. I now, mind you, I've never been to regionals. I hope to be at some point soon. Um, but I mean. I mean, I well, I identify as a straight male. I'm married. If someone had come up to me and assumed I was trans or gay or non-binary, yeah, I would be a little upset by it. But at the same time, would I... I, I mean, me personally, I, I wouldn't take it too far. Now, mind you, these women, they could have been trans. They could have been right. non-binary. Uh you know, for you to walk up to a non-binary and call them gay or something, I can definitely see that being an issue. Was it all for the same reason? Like, they all had this nervous laugh? Oh, and, so... And do you know what I mean? Like, or was that just the one? And, like, was it on... Like, is there any recorded evidence okay. of this nervous laugh? Oh, so... How did that <laughs> get him so unhinged mm -hmm. to the degree of you know right violating terms of kicking someone out for, violating for terms of agreement <laughs> you did not you read that. your apple listen <laughs> i think any laugh should be allowed but <laughs> this guy felt otherwise you know and that and that brings us into this article about uh this poor young boy who laughed 
Oh, I thought that was part of this one. Curve My God. <laughs> curveball, boy. Curveball. Okay. I was a little confused. Tell me how the judge... What, it was, was it a judge at an event? Yes. Yes, it was... <laughs> I was like, let's circle back. Hold on. Where were we? Where, where were you the last, like, couple minutes here? Here, but I... The story... Abraham <laughs> just going with... But I, <laughs> the story got so turned around. <laughs> when did the judge become the Joker? Okay, so... What happened? Like, wow. what did the girls say happened? The girls were approached by a judge, a official judge at Pokemon Regionals, Vancouver... British Columbia. Uh, this male judge assumed that they didn't, or that they, he assumed that they weren't women, or that they were women, or they classified themselves as women when in fact they were trans. Um, and also, so X one made yeah. an assumption. Yeah. So uh, already. He he went on to say that they should wear pronoun pins to oh, identify oh, themselves oh, as oh. being xyz uh oh. gives off some very uh holocaust feels was he and, wearing a judge pin well do they wear judge pins but, in regionals i don't know we need freaking we need tom day on here jesus murphy they wear they wear things that say judge okay so now could so that is identification so i, I but should you wear identification saying hi i'm cam mac i'm a man on on your on your sleeve when you walk into regionals or hi i'm cam mac i'm a transgender male when you walk through i'm not like uh, i personally i'm not against it but i see i can like i i'm okay with oh everyone's opinions yes so if, yep. they, if they say no i don't want to do that for this reason and mm -hmm. i don't know if it's a legitimate reason that's justifiable i guess whatever to each their own right right as long as it's not affecting other people's experience then why would it matter right yeah um now in in this situation the judge was being quite a bit of an asshole um i need evidence <laughs> we gotta get pokemon company on the line here folks um we need some hard proof here or we just can't believe you at least, uh, what did they say? He did. That was so well, he, he, horrible. I mean, so assumptions. I mean, so it's. I guess requesting this in a sense is what they're kind of saying. Yeah. I'm um, so like shook that he was like, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're a guy or a girl. You got to put a tag on your. Well, and that's the thing. Pin on. Well, I haven't been able to read. Like, but why does that even matter? So. Right. It, it shouldn't. Yeah. But I guess. It started right from the beginning, right? They were offended right away when he wrongly said he, yeah. or, he or she, like they yeah. used the pronoun, right? Um, yeah. And so they were automatically kind of, they probably were like, hey, like, you know, I I um, identify as this. Mm -hmm. And then he was probably like, oh, like, and the way they said it might have been kind of rude it's because they were kind of, yeah, defensive, right? Because they were taken back by him assuming they were a, the sex that they don't identify as and then so they i'm just assume i'm now making assumptions right because i don't have a bit i don't have video evidence or or, or like you know any like current said, account evidence yeah it's a lot of he he said she said stuff but um maybe she was mad or he was mad that this judge made that assumption of what they identify as and then they came back saying hey like you know i'm a 
I identify as this, and they maybe said it in a rude way that made the judge then say, well, maybe you should wear a pin, <laughs> you know? And then that just shouldn't say that maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the problem. So like, so that's what happened. Eh? Like that was the breaking point. Him saying, maybe you should wear a pin that identifies what you want to be identified as. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. Another part was saying how like the whole trans community or LGBTQ plus community is, is completely improper yeah, and, you guys need to kind of fix how you do you kind of thing. He said these things? Uh, essentially. Hindsight, yeah. He's taking it too far. Now, mind you, he also kind of harassed them in the sense of following them around. You know, that oh, would be no. classified as stalking, essentially, right? Yeah, that's not good. Uh, you know, a lot of no-nos. Uh, but on to a young little boy. Down have to edit the part where I come in and talk about the guy like this. <laughs> no, no. Yes. No, <laughs> no, no. You, you folks, you are getting an unedited part of that part. <laughs> we uh, we sometimes screw up here on the podcast. No, I didn't Some... sign like a non-disclosure <laughs> for that. I'm disclosing everything. <laughs> I'm disclosing no, that I, I just kind of blurred one story with the other story and Hope to God that the other two guys here were reading off of the phone that you well, have. Here. Why? Why are you reading the next story ahead? <laughs> you on the next story on the phone? I thought current story. Because I'm a professional, I get a, I get ahead of myself to be more people. Don't we won't bore them with this. All of it will be edited out. No, it won't. <laughs> Anyways, this poor young guy down in uh, Charlotte. Uh, North Carolina. He went to reg regionals. He did not get banned, but he got disqualified. So, all because of letting out a nervous laugh. Here's where Cam comes in, folks. So, the uh, as Dextro reports, and it has um, to do with the sex again. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. This male, female, like what is going on? So. McKenna Tran uh, was facing off against his opponent, uh, opponent Alex, when he was reportedly pulled to one side and disqualified due to violating the event's inclusive policy. Oh. So Tran has re reiterated that he had no intention whatsoever to offend or hurt anyone. Uh, in a post, he explained that as he walked over to the stream area for his sixth round, he was nervous due to the fact that he was going up against a well-known and skilled TCG player. Ooh. It was at this point that the judge asked the two players for their preferred pronouns. Ooh. I said, why did the judge even <clears throat> ask? Them? Because they have to ask. They have to ask. That is wow. part of the inclusive. That's part Ooh. of the new inclusive policy. You have to ask prior to the competition. So he said, I... Or he said, um, he or him or uh, and I paused, trying to think of the third pronoun, the third pronoun being his. Tran wrote in the post, as I just stood there looking stupid, trying to think of a third pronoun, I felt embarrassed because I was failing to think of a simple word. Due to the nerves of me being embarrassed, I let out a nervous laugh. Just a normal, nor nervous laugh. My response together ended up being, um, he or him or, uh, <laughs> his? That's it. That's all he said. After this, the competitors were asked for their pronouns a second time. Now, why? Why a second time, though? 
and Tran laughed again. Now, why would you laugh again? Come on. He stated, the little laugh at the end was because I was trying not to be awkward and because I was just starting the or stating the exact same thing Alex had just stated, and it was kind of silly to me in that scenario. According to Tran, the judge looked at me and said, okay, just wanted to check to be safe. I go by they or them, so don't be a jerk about it. Now, kind of rude for the judge to say that, but, you know, maybe if you think that this kid, you know, this little 14-year-old kid is being a, a dick about it, I can see you saying, hey, listen, you know, take this serious. It's actually in the policy. Well, don't be a dick. Hey, hey, he said jerk. Jerk. You're putting jerk. words in All, their mouth. Oh, You're I'm putting put dicks in their mouth. <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> the words, then you're putting those words in the, that judge didn't say. He said jerk. Jerk, yeah. So Alex and Tran played one game, but before the second could start, Tran was asked by another judge to clarify what he'd said and when asked for his pronouns. He then explained the situation to the head judge offstage, but was allegedly told, due to me violating the inclusive policy and due to me making someone feel unsafe and uncomfortable, I was disqualified from the event. I again stated how I was really sorry if I upset someone and that I had zero malicious intent whatsoever and that I had nothing against people. People's pronouns, the players wrote. At this point, my message was very clear. I had no intention whatsoever to offend or hurt anyone and I was truly sorry if someone interpreted me wrongly. Mm. So, Sounds isolated. So, it, it, it's very isolated. Um, This seems like it was a completely unintentional i'm sorry i was nervous as heck i'm going up against this highly skilled tcg player who's well known around the world i'm scared out of my pants to try and get to worlds or to get a gold or a silver or a bronze i'm i'm thinking about how i'm trying to strategize my deck right now and you're asking me if i classify as they or them or he or she or whatever in my head, personally, if I was there, I'd be crapping myself trying to figure out, okay, how is he going to how is he going to put his deck down? How is he going to do this? How is he going to do that? What can I do? I pray to God I pulled this card. I pray to God I pulled that card. And then you have someone come up to you and go, uh, so uh, how do you uh, how do you pronounce yourself? You know, are you both he? judges in the two stories we heard must be taken out. Both okay, so you, so you think the judge, out. so you think the judge who who, and I'm going to be very technical here, uh, considers themselves they or them, uh, you think they should be yeah banned as well yeah okay they're clearly that was some ongoing issues that they had with these players or something really I feel okay. like there was some backstory to that. There's no way two, you two separate, go two separate off regionals. on just a, such a simple little like sensitive yeah. these days. Like I think this whole uh, identifying has gone a little too far. Like honestly, like it's kind of confusing just to even think about having more than two genders. Like if we have to think that hard, that then uh, I don't know. It's it's not necessary. I think. Like it's this might sound bad, but I don't know. I think a lot of people are just confused right now. Like No, it's okay. Perhaps, <laughs> but at the same time we have to respect no, and, everybody's choice. Respect uh respect what you identify as, but like to be offended by people not understanding right Or to be it's, or to be offended it's kind by of new, right? People like, requesting what you identify as. Yeah. Or like requesting that you 
kind of show that in a way. Yeah. Because I think society, right, has been raised in a way where we automatically identify with people. If you're yeah. if you're a male, you've got short hair and some you maybe have grown facial hair. Yeah. I don't know, even even children, you know, usually you can tell a boy from a girl, right? Yep. So we've yep. kind of been raised in this way where it's an automatic assumption of oh, that's a male, this is a female. And now that it's become so con- so confusing within itself society mm. of what yeah. is a male and what is a female or what is they or this or them that that now that becomes an issue right yeah so but it uh it just seems like you know another thing that can divide us and you know cause more arguments when i don't know i don't no disrespect to anyone identifying as anything but it just gets a little confusing for certain people and then there could be just awkward interactions just because of that right but that's just the world we're living in right now. So yeah, everybody has a bit of uh, confusion, right? Everybody's trying to figure something out, and it's just, uh, yeah, people trying to figure that stuff out can confuse other people, yeah. right? And, yeah, and they can just butt heads. About yeah, it, right? and people so. butt heads all the time about things that that don't make sense to them or that they can't just relate like to. Yeah, it's a lot of misunderstanding going on in the world right now. And if everybody could be a little bit more understanding and a little bit more caring to to get people to that other side of then understanding and maybe then helping other people to understand, be a better place. Yeah. Now, uh, little Evie trainer here has walked back into the pokey cave. She uh, <laughs> she keeps wandering down here to the pokey cave. Never learned her lesson. But uh, Lily, what do you think? You're going you're going to be on here for a second. Do you think a judge at a regionals you and you and I have watched regionals quite a bit. Do you think a judge who is rude to a group of competitors should be banned for life? He can no longer ever step foot in another regionals ever again. Do you think he should be banned for life? How rude. Yeah, she said yes. You hear it here folks. Little Pokey Trainer said yes. That's now, 14-year-old little boy, bigger than you, although you are a bit of a beanstalk, 14-year-old old boy has a nervous laugh. You know what a nervous laugh is, right? He's nervous. He's scared. He's going up against a really, really strong TCG player. Kind of like when you go up against me, right? How you kind of get nervous, and then you get frustrated, and you get mad. And you just hate life because daddy's awesome. Daddy's king. So this little boy, just a little bit older than you, he had a nervous laugh. And when the judge asked him, what does he classify as? He, she, they, them. He nervously laughed and said, oh, uh, he, him. Now, he got disqualified. Meaning... He's not banned. He can come back, but he's done for that for that competition. Now, he wasn't just sitting at one of those tables in the background. He was sitting up on the stage that everybody gets to see how you and I get to see on YouTube, right? He was sitting on one of those stages. And when you sit on one of those stages, you're playing for a medal. You're playing for one of those medals or you're playing for an invite to Pokemon Worlds. You know how serious that is, right? So do you think that little boy should have been kicked out? In the middle, he was in the middle of a Pokemon battle. So, for instance, he 
just like me and you, we had one Pokemon battle. In between getting ready for the second Pokemon battle is when he got kicked out. Do you think that's right? No. She says no. So what what do you think should have happened? Should the judge have maybe pulled him aside and said, listen, I, I know you're nervous. Calm down. Take a breath. You know, here's a, a little uh, blurb from our inclusive policy. It's called the inclusive policy. You, you, you kind of you learned this in school, right? Of being inclusive of everyone. Don't be mean to others because they classify as a, a man or a woman or a they, them. So do you think maybe the judge should have pulled him aside and said, listen, I know you're nervous, but hey, remember, this is what it says in the in the book. I don't know if you're laughing because you're being an a-hole or if you're laughing or giggled because you're really nervous. But just be mindful that one judge could classify this as being offensive and you can be kicked out. Do you think they maybe should have done that instead? Yeah, she says yes. And on that, folks, we say goodnight on this po podcast of Pokemon Cave. Join us at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, probably just a, actually a few hours after this podcast, depending on when you're listening to it, for Poke Cave After Dark. I'm joined by Josh Nixon and Cam Mack once again, but we're going to be talking Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Have a good day, folks. Peace out. Dragon, Dragon Ball. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.